Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Idly ho, neighborinos. My story? Okay. It was never easy for me. I was born a poor black child. I remember the days sitting on the porch with my family, singing and dancing down in Mississippi. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Hello, folks. We're back again. Yep. No tie, just me and Heavy. Can you hear me? The podcast, three guys talking about stuff. I know everybody's just on the edge of their seats with anticipation for the big reveal, but let's get the housekeeping done first. So this is Can You Hear Me, as I said, and I am Gustav Montblanc. I am Heavy Longmire. Are you the only Heavy Longmire? The one and only Heavy Longmire. Are you a favorite of any nation? America's favorite. That's what I'd heard. I think I heard that because you told me that. That's right. And uh, Ty Webb, of course, is not here again because, once again, he is balls deep in busy stuff. He's a he's a busy beaver. Yeah, very beaver busy. And uh, someday, hopefully, he'll join us again when he seems fit. Or see, sees what? fit. Sees fit. I'm I'm sure he seems fit right now to somebody. So fit. So very fit. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Real Gustav. I'm at Longmire Heavy. And he is at TyWeb3000, so tell him he needs to get his ass back to the fold. Did you see in the last couple of weeks or so, or I can't remember if he did this in a tweet or if he texted us, was he playing in a pickup basketball game with some Utes? So he te- he tweeted... A picture of a basketball goal, and then Woody Harrelson, and then from Woody White. Harrelson, and White Man Can't Jump. Right. I didn't see anything after that. I might have missed okay. it. Well, he might have died. That may be why he, we hadn't heard from. Well, him. he just tweeted to could somebody. Could have had a freaking heart attack. It's possible, but he t- he's tweet. too old to be playing pickup games. Now, so that offers a good question, and this is not just about him. This is about all three of us. Mm-hmm. If one of us did something really stupid that we're too old to be doing, mm-hmm. and we suffered an injury, how long would we try to hide it from the other two? <laughs> Depended on what the injury was right, and what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because actually, funny you should mention that, because I actually did make some notes. Okay. For possible topics. For possible topics. And... One of my notes is realization that my body is getting old. True, true. Weird bumps, moles, and stray hairs that come out of seemingly nowhere. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let me finish up our housekeeping and we'll... Do you want to do the reveal at the end of the episode? Or Uh, what's your... Because we've got tons to talk about. I hadn't seen... You know, until you showed up last week, I hadn't seen you in months. It's been a while. So there's plenty to talk about. It's been a while. Spring, uh, spring is spring's a busy time, and we've got some emails as always. I mean, right. Ty and I, I think we got into January. Oh, cute! On Gosh. backlog, so there's things to talk about there. Uh, I did not reveal to the masses that you were back because I always like to have that be a right a build up, a build up. So we don't have any Twitter questions. Well, although you can always address past Twitter questions because I assume you've been monitoring. The transmissions? Yes, yes. I've, from time to time as I, you know, travel through 
certain towns all they be able might to have get cell reception and some public Wi-Fi at a, public at a Wi-Fi. library that you exactly stop in to take a bowel movement at. Right, <laughs> bathe in their sink. Right. The uh, well, let's go ahead and let me get the email address. Oh, so, if you'd like to email us, because we do answer your emails eventually, that's at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. And our website is canyouhearmepod.com. All right, go ahead. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get the the DNA study. All right. I will. Uh, right off the bat. I'll allow you to guess as well. I will interject when I edit this some fanfare or some drum roll. All right. All right. I'm thinking we're going to have some. Now, have you ever seen how these tests are done? I have not. Okay. What they will do, as I said previously, they break up. Regions of the world. And they'll give you a... Because I was questioning, okay, what does this... Because I know they put percentages on stuff. Right. So what, how, how does this work? Uh-huh. And you can tell me that 4% of me is this and what... Well, what they... And I don't know. I guess this is accurate because... I mean, I guess this is feasible the way they're doing it. Is what they do is they will... If, if I read the... uh the pamphlet right what they do is they match your dna to their certain markers okay you know across the right. genetic spectrum as far as ethnicities and that kind of stuff so they can look at your dna sample and say okay your dna matches 46 percent of the dna that is typically found in this region of the world all right so there, when they say you're one percent this, two percent, that's not an actual. So basically, what they're saying is, I'm just going to break it down in. Put, we'll put it in, which is you can't do it like this, but we'll say uh, California. We tested your DNA, and we tested your DNA, Gustav, and your DNA matches forty six percent of the DNA that we've also tested in California. Okay, so therefore you're forty six. Percent Californian. Californian. Okay. And so, and it takes natives from that region. Okay. So it, it, right. it's not taking into account migration or anything okay. like that. All right. So the way they broke up the regions, and I found this interesting, is they have the United Kingdom. Okay. So. By itself. Wales, Scotland. No. Britain. No. It's nope. not the, even the real United Kingdom. They just say UK. Okay. And, uh, or did they call it British? I think they said UK. No, they might have just said British. I'm gonna I'm gonna say British. Okay, because you had British, then you had Wales, Scotch, and Irish. Okay, then you had Europe West, Europe East. Okay, Europe South. All righty. Europe South was your you know Spain, mm-hmm. Portugal, Italy, Italy. Europe East would be what your think of you know your european check your poles right over that way europe west is uh france germany belgium Belgium. yeah then they had north african what about your scandinavians where are they scandinavia was its own are are your slavs getting i don't know russia and I, i don't know how they did that one okay because i am proud to report you're Russian free. I am Russian free. All right. I'm sure that's not, not a drop. That made you just beam with joy. It did. It did. Uh, yeah, Scandinavian was, is that's lumped in of itself. You yelled Wolverines very right. loudly. Held my rifle up over right. my head. Okay. All right. So I'm thinking we're definitely got British. I'm thinking. Your swarthiness is just some type of genetic mutation, <laughs> and it doesn't actually apply to any Southern European uh, nations. And I'm thinking you probably got some Western European. Okay. And probably some Scottish. Okay. Okay. Sure. That's that's what I got. You're close. Okay. I'm also proud to announce no straight british okay according to ancestry dna all righty i am 28 percent uh scottish irish wells okay which i knew from my right uh, sure. from my dad's side and then because they're 
very Irish and Scottish mm-hmm. names, Longmire. Yeah. Okay. The uh, good one. But then it was fifty-seven percent West Europe. Okay. French, German, and Belgium, which I was like, huh. I didn't think it would be. I mean, I wouldn't shocked if it, for some of it to fall in right. there. Right. And uh, then there was like one less than one percent Scandinavian. Okay. And that was it. Now, didn't wasn't there a story I saw recently about? And it may not have been ancestry DNA. It may have been one of the other ones where they were putting in a, a really low percentage of African just to fuck with people. <laughs> My, I, I, that's what I was. Because I was really thinking that. I was thinking there's, especially since, and not just because of looks or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but, I mean, if your family's been, if they were in the southern United States for that long of a period of time, there's a pretty good chance, you know. Um, I mean, it's like, what's I mean, this has been said forever that, you know, African Americans here in the United States now, that their families have been in the States since, you know, 1600s, 1700s. Right. There's, there's some white blood yeah, in there, yeah. you know, the majority of them. And uh, so I was shocked, not shocked, I was surprised at that. Uh-huh. I was surprised that no Native American showed right. up because I really also kind of thought being Georgia, Mississippi. That there might have been some. Alabama area, that there might be, be some pop up. But, uh, yeah, those the lowest percentage... Like I said, the Scandinavian was less than 1%. It went, you know, high percentage for the Europe West, mm-hmm. German, French, Belgium, um, and then mid percentage on the Irish, Scottish, Welsh. Now, what about Mrs. Longmire? Did she get the same? She has not had one done, mm-hmm. but her father has had one done and her mother has had one done. So, and she is genetically, uh, the appearance, there's no, there was nobody in the woodshed. Yeah. Uh, and it is mainly Europe West, like predominantly. Yeah, French, I, I could see that. Which, uh, which her father's side is like his, uh, his mother, her maiden name was very French. Well, I was about to say, and especially our, in his older age, mm-hmm. he has a very, uh, uh, French look. Oh yeah. I, to me, you know, like you know, you just kind of you could put a beret on him and give him a loaf of uh, baguette. <laughs> right. And uh, actually, my youngest daughter, her middle name, we named after great grandma, ah, okay. and it's a it's a French name. Gotcha. And uh, so there was. Oh, and his. This is I always thought this was interesting. His folks came to the states. His his mother's folks came to the States from France when it was still, uh, they came to Missouri. Mm-hmm. They had a, when it was give, still a French, they were given, colony. A, they were given a land grant oh, wow. in Missouri, uh, by the French government. So pre Louisiana purchase. Yes. They've been there a long, a long time. time. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to say my mom has done it. I know I saw the kit. I'm not sure mm-hmm. she, but she's been very big in all the genealogy forever on, bo- you know, doing both sides. So I've been letting her do all the work. There you go. You know, because you figure this all out, Mom. You know, I'm good to go. Take you and buy you a burger. Um, so I need to ask her about that and see if she had the kit done. I know she was had it, but I don't know if she ever got the results. I'm interested. Now, it won't help me for her, although my great-grandfather on her dad's side always had a very Native American look. Your, your great-grandfather? Her granddad? Yeah, her granddad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and obviously... Well, her dad. Her dad, yes. But his his dad even more he, so. Really? Yeah. And your, your grandpa, her dad, yeah. he had a very, just that angular... Angular nose and Facial face, structure, and then, you, know. you know. Certainly... A uh, skin tone, right? That, uh, and he didn't have hair on his chest, did he? No, he did. Yeah, did he? Yeah, okay. he did. Yeah. Um, you ask the listeners will know why did you know that, or why, well, why would Heavy say it, that? Not as much as he didn't have as much as I did. Now that's a good point because he's always, especially in his later years, 
20 degrees outside, short sleeve shirt, unbuttoned, yep. driving around his pickup. In the summertime, cutoffs. Yes. No shirt. No shirt. Driving around back roads. No, you're right. He didn't have much. Yeah. yeah. Not, and he could grow a beard, though. Oh, okay. There's, there's, he went through the beard and the must. He had a mustache in the Navy, and then he had a beard a little while in the 70s. Gotcha. Which looked gotcha. really badass. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to find a picture for you. I can't even picture him with a beard. It's very, it's, when you see it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But until you see it, yeah, it's not. Right. And it was only maybe a year or two. And the interesting thing on the uh, on the app with the ancestry was it showed because once you got these once you could see these percentages it would you could click through and I think it started in seventeen fifty mm-hmm. you could click through on a map it'd be like seventeen fifty eighteen hundred and it would show you where the mass waves of people hit were coming from and what part of the United <laughs> States they landed in. And then, kind of, and I guess there, and I don't know if this was a generalized map or if it was showing from your genetics where they ended up. The dispersed. concentrations are. Yeah, where they dispersed to. But it was, uh, well, and then it said that my DNA matched like 90 something, something percent of the people that had done it. The people that had migrated through oh, okay. the Appalachia Valley into Texas. I was like, huh, that's, I know that's accurate, you know, because I've, I know that part. Right. And, uh, you know, land in Virginia, migrate down into the Carolinas, come over to Kentucky, you know, through the Cumberland Gap. Right. Into Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. my I know mine, both sides came through Tennessee. Yeah. That was a big, and then there's still some on my mom's side, and she's connected with that side of the family, like, I don't know how many generations far back, but they're like. Facebook friends? Oh, no. They're real. Like, they go visit them. Oh, and, really? Yeah. In fact, uh, when my we're, grandfather we're was still Tennessee, alive, do you know? I'd have to look. Okay. I think it's further, like, it's it's into the into the hills. Yeah, because all my people were northeastern Tennessee. Yeah, I know it's it's not, like, around Memphis or anything right, on the not flat. The western I know ends. it's yeah, up further, the yeah. But, yeah, they've gone to visit a couple times and, you know. Interesting. And then Facebook has just right helped that along, right? But uh, yeah, they I know Granny and and Granddad went there, and then I know Granny's been back with Mom, and you know, huh. seen yeah, that is cemeteries and right. homesteads and stuff like that. And you know, the internet's just made genealogy way much easier. Oh yeah, like when I got really into it, probably ten years ago. I would just spend hours at night digging through stuff on the internet where, you know, because like even small counties, now especially counties where people do lots of genealogy research, right. stuff further east, even the small counties, you know, they've digitized, digitized all their records, you know. Uh, I don't think our home county has still done that. I'm not but, sure they have internet. <laughs> but, uh. Anyway, I was able to find a the a picture of the headstone of my great 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 grandpa Longmire. Oh, back in, uh, in back in Claiborne County, Tennessee. Wow! And I was like, "Huh, that's pretty interesting." And, uh, in the seventies, when my uncle was really into this, when he'd have vacation time, he'd hit he'd go out that direction, hitting courthouses and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Well, there's some of the family that was still up in the hills up there in some holler in northeastern Tennessee. And, uh, well, he was going to spring by, you know, you know how my uncle was. That's just what I was thinking. He, he was going to spring by and visit. And, uh, so he gets to the little community where they, where they live. Right. Where that's their general location. He stops at this little gas station, little cafe gas station thing, gets gas. And, and, and this to, to, even though I know, this uncle, very uh, learned man, very learned, very well spoken, very professional in appearance. He's very city. Yes, he's not a country. No, he. Man in fact, he's all. the least. Yes, of your dad's generation that would even that. Well, maybe not least, but yeah, he's he's not a country. He's not guy. a country appearance right. or. He graduated affect. high school and he left to go to the yeah. city. 
to get learned. And uh, well, anyway, he asked the guy manning this, uh, running this little gas station, says, do you know they got to talking, which he's a big talker. Oh, yeah, you know? never met a stranger, that's right. for sure. Guy asks him what he's doing there, and he tells him, you know, well, I'm out here on vacation doing some genealogy research. I've got some that originally came from back here back in the 1800s. I was going to go by the old home place, see if, you know, some of their descendants, I think, still live here, going to see if they'd talk with me for a little bit. He's like, yeah, what's what's the name? I'll probably give you the directions. So he tells him the name, so the guy kind of looks <laughs> over his glasses at him and said, well, they live in the holler, you know, however many miles from here, and kind of looks at my uncle again. But I really don't think you want to go up there. <laughs> and uh, so the guy gave him directions, and he started up the right the trail, the road to get there. And he was just in a rental car. Gave he's, it up. He's like, this car is not going to make it up this road, you know. So he turned around, went back to civilization. So. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is, you know, my my mom and her parents connecting with these people. They were pretty much just the same. You know, like you could have dropped those people into in your life, into my life, into that church that right. my grandparents went to and, you know, grandmother still goes to. They would have fit perfectly right. into it. But then again, I think of other sides of my wife's family. Like, <laughs> if you found some of them, you're like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> right. right. We're just going to uh, draw a line through it. Yeah. Just Which there's some of my f- grandpa finally did admit to me that they are kin to us. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And Which we always used to give you shit. Right. Yeah. And uh, they were the black sheep of the family. Gotcha. And they were, they were, let's see, their great-grandpa was, no, their grandpa was a first cousin. Gotcha. To? To my grandpa. Uh-huh. And uh, when the family ventured down from Missouri... Part of them came to Texas. No, one of them, my grandpa's dad, was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Not even first cousins. Further ago so, than that. But uh, part of them came to Texas. The majority of them went to Oklahoma, to Indian Territory, because they were running from the law. Right. And they, a lot of them still do. Just like <laughs> just like the outlaw Josie Wells. Right. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'll have to ask, because... Uh, no, it's not surprising. I am, you know, like you said, you kind of expect there to be some some Native American DNA in there, just knowing. And I don't know. And then I had on my dad's side, my crazy grandmother, God rest her soul. She, uh, I think she told me we were part Blackfoot, <laughs> which is preposterous because I'm pretty right. sure nobody in the family ever went to the Northern Plains, let alone right. intermarried with the Blackfoot tribe. Right. So that was one of those things sneaking is, down from Canada. Because I, I, you know, when I was a little kid, long before my Lakota old style dancing phase, right. I had the Ben Hunt Native American uh, Indian lore uh-huh. book, uh-huh. which I loved. You know, that's probably what got me started and all that. But I remember in wax pencil, I had circled Blackfoot on the map. Wow. When I was a little kid, I found that book at some point. Right. And there's that Blackfoot thing. I'm like, I didn't just remember this. Right. She told me this right. shit. So I, I seriously doubt there's well, a... Speaking of migrations, have you watched, and I won't say it's great, but it is interesting, this new series that's rolling out on history, The Men Who Made America? No, but I've cut the cord, so I don't see anything on the History Channel. Okay. It's it's a docudrama. Uh, yeah. So... Eh, I right. usually tune out on those, but the the subject matter is so good, mm-hmm. and I've been recording it and just watch it whenever I can. Like the first one they did, I believe, first one they did was Daniel Boone. Okay. Second one they did was uh, Sacagawea. Uh huh. You know, uh, before you or, go I'm on, I'm sorry, Lewis and Clark. Okay, Sacagawea yeah. was with them. I I was reading something because the other day I picked up a copy of their documentation their journals lewis and clark uh-huh. oh i haven't touched it or anything because i've been reading other stuff but i it was at the the goodwill and it was like 50 cents i'm like i need right. to grab this and it won't go bad and later i saw an article that was and i don't know if this is true or not 
that was basically claiming up until maybe the last 30 or 40 years, Lewis and Clark was a footnote that America had almost forgotten about. And I was kind of like, what? But it was basically saying nobody talked about them historically, like in history classes and just popular culture at all until like 40 years ago. Really? And I don't know if that's true or not. It kind of made me like, what? But I'll try to find it again and see if I can send that to you, if I can find it. Because it was one of those things, and again, we've talked about how historians have their own agendas. Right. We know that for a fact due to our interactions with a certain professor. professor. But I was like, and I know that there have been people that had been like, I remember reading a guy that had amassed as much early printing and, you know, mm-hmm. a, a private citizen, not like a, uh, ivory tower guy that had just done everything he could to amass all this Lewis and Clark early documents and early printings and stuff. So I'd seen things like that, but it was basically saying if it hadn't been for just a couple of people, it, it would have been lost. And I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, that doesn't, it, it uh, doesn't fit with, but then again, all we know personally is 40 years ago forward, but, I'll try to find that and see, because it, it struck me as odd that such a big thing. Right. I mean, because that was a big, yeah, that was in, I don't know. But then they did one on Tecumseh, which I know nothing about Tecumseh. I don't know as much as I should, yeah. Because that wasn't really the tribes that we were interested in, so True. I've never read much about we, it. I, it. I was always into Sioux and right, that, the that Plains. Plains thing, right. yeah. Very fascinating guy. And I know, and I've always known that, that he's... Very important. Right. But we just didn't right. learn about it. Did you know that his goal was to, he saw the Americans making a nation. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, well, they're pushing us out of our land. We're going to take, I think it was Michigan and like Wisconsin. We're going to make that the pan Indian nation that he was going to set right. up his own, his own nation. And, uh, till we killed him. But uh, he was very interesting. Then it went to Andrew Jackson, I think, who, yeah, that as a black-hearted son of a bitch. He was a, he was a dark fucker, yeah. And, uh, and then Davy Crockett, okay. which there was some stuff. I watched the Davy Crockett one today, and there was some stuff on Davy Crockett I didn't. Right. No, because do you remember, tell me if you remember this, because being from Texas, it's part Davey, of our Davy Crockett lore, you mm-hmm. know, which we know is from Tennessee. Right. He was a congressman from Tennessee. Didn't uh, get reelected. Did not get reelected. That's how he got here. Right. Uh, to, what was his thing? To hell with y'all. Yeah, I'm going, I'm to, Texas. going to Texas. Yeah. And, uh, I remember the exact quote. But, that's but I remember uh, as a kid reading something about how, you know, in Texas we adore him because of the Alamo. Right. But in Tennessee, he wasn't thought highly of because he was this. I remember reading this in like elementary school. Because he was a drunkard. I remember that, yeah. And he abandoned his wife and children in Tennessee. Yep. According to this, she left him. Oh. And he did drink, uh, but she left him when he was off campaigning and lost that election, and he came back home to Tennessee, and she was gone. Oh. Now, I'd always heard that he abandoned the family, yeah. And he was like, shit, I'm going to Texas to make kids. And I didn't realize this, that him and Andrew Jackson hated each other. Okay, and that's pretty much why he did not get reelected. Was oh, because was, it was when Jackson was trying to push through the Indian Removal Act, right. and Crockett was wholeheartedly adamant, adamant against it and campaigned on it and and lost. And he's like, "Well, shit, I'm leaving." So he comes to Texas, and I don't, you know, spoiler alert, but he, gets, <laughs> he got killed at the Alamo. Or did he? Or did it? Did they march him down to Mexico City? Did they? Were they executed him there? Right. And uh, but no, you, it's, it's you know what? If you you should if you have questions about the Alamo, and this is for all our listeners, yes, tweet directly at bits are fun b i t s a r e f u n and ask him all of your Alamo related questions, and absolutely. he would be absolutely thrilled. I mean, to respond. And he doesn't really like people to know, but he he's an Alamo expert. He's an Alamo expert. He's also a pilgrim expert. Yes, I hear. knows so a lot he, about pilgrims. If he gets into Thanksgiving, 
hit him up with those pilgrim questions. Absolutely, absolutely. But no, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good series. Well, now they're like, now they're going into Kit Carson. Okay, that's that's an interesting and, one there. Which I don't think that I knew that he was with. Ah, uh, oh, who's the guy? He was. I didn't know that it was the Oregon Trail mm-hmm. that he helped map with. Shit, what was that other guy's uh, name? Not I know Fontaine, what you're talking about. Fon, uh, Chap, I can't think of his name. But I didn't realize that, that that he was like the first on the first expedition to uh, stake out the Oregon Trail. I don't, I don't know what I thought he did. But I, knew he was, I didn't think he was I knew that. he was big in, in like New Mexico. Well, see, that's what I was thinking that he was more of a. I didn't know that Colorado. Yeah, that's that's the guy. area that. But uh, no, he was. Damn it! What shit? I can't remember the guy's name that funded the expedition to stake out the Oregon Trail. But yeah, it's it's a good little series. Was it's his pretty, name Bob Oregon? Bob Oregon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They all got diphtheria along the way. Hey, it happens, you know. Right. It's pretty good little. And man, those bastards are. I I can't imagine the toughness. And I it really sunk in when it was talking about the Daniel Boone. Uh huh. You know, because up until then. It was, you know, this was pre-American Revolution. Yeah. Well, Boone wasn't. Yes. What? Yes. And we were not, the colonists were not allowed to explore past the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. You had the, before the the Appalachians, the, the Brits wanted to stay in here in the colony. Don't be messing with the Indians, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, a, I think it was the governor of Virginia, maybe, or one of the Carolinas. I guess it was Carolina at the time. I don't know if it, no, it would have been two different ones still. He enticed, Daniel Boone was in debt. He, right. he had been across the Appalachians illegally, and he was going to make all this money bringing furs back. Well, it got stole by Indians. and As it happens. He had to go to debtor's court. And, oh, it was a judge. It was a powerful judge there in Virginia. And the judge was taken with Daniel Boone's accounts about mm-hmm. what he had seen, the game, and some of which I don't get this. This governor had just bought basically the entire state of Kentucky. All right. Who the hell did he buy it from, though? I guess he bought it. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't because, know how that works. Because we weren't, the Brits weren't over the mountains yet. So, right. I don't know. so anyway, he, instead of sending Daniel Boone to prison, Debtor's prison. Send him out to... He says, you go set me up a settlement in Kentucky because I've bought this land and I'm going to make money off of it. So go set me up a... a uh... That is a good question, you know. And so Daniel Boone leads an expedition, sets up and... It, yeah, goes there. And then the revolution happens and where you get... Uh, and then soon after that, the War of 1812 and you... You get the Brits coming in from the north, even during the Revolution, turning the Shawnee mm-hmm. uh, against Boone. They're trying to pinch them, basically, right. from the coast and from the back, keep them from coming over the Appalachian Mountains. This is pretty fascinating. But just the thought, this is what Boone's thing was, was to just, and I've never really thought about it like this, to march, to walk into virgin territory and say, all right, this is mine. And I'm going to start a community here, and we're going to farm this, and we'll get other folks to come, and we'll start a little community right here. And, I mean, it's not like buying a piece of farmland. No. And it's already ready to plow and seed, you know. Well, especially in, uh, and I assume, you know, we talked about this before, you see pictures of the 903, especially the northern part of the 903, not the eastern part. but. You see something from 1900. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking trees. Exactly. So these guys that came in and started growing cotton and whatever, they just sunk a plow right. and hitched the mules and you know went right. to it. But if you're talking about Kentucky and Tennessee and Eastern Tennessee, you're burning trees. Right. You're fighting rocks, Pull, pulling stumps with mules. Yeah. You're not getting a cat dozer out there. No. They not using her dynamite at the time. Yeah. At that at the boon time. So, yeah, you might find a, a clearing mm-hmm. that you might be able to put together a, a dugout or a rudimentary cabin, but as far as a field? Yeah, nothing. I mean, you're starting from scratch. And how about for 
for uh, livestock. There's no yeah. grazing, you yeah. know. I mean, they're, unless they're just... Coast, coastal Bermuda grass hadn't come about yet. Exactly. <laughs> That's, so, yeah, it's amazing yeah. to think about that. And have you ever read... I remember reading this over and I can't remember if it was Illinois or Indiana. Pre-European settlement was virtually 100% forested. And through the building of the railroads and just agriculture, we pretty much deforested the entire state. I can't remember if it was Indiana or Illinois. Indiana is far... Okay, so I've been in three different parts of Indiana. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have skirted the top hold on, part. Hold on. I have never been to Indiana. Okay. So, so you're the authority. I'm on the this. authority now. So I've skirted the top part, like if you're cutting from Michigan over to Chicago. Okay. Now, most of that's been just driving, so you only see what you see from the What's interstate. The terrain? Uh, mostly flat. Okay. But, but kind of rolling. Okay. Not exactly. Trees? No trees. Trees. Lots of trees, like woods? Well, no, it's more like kind of driving from here to Oklahoma. Okay. Kind of. Um, I've been to Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and that is flat. Okay. I, and there's no, like I've stayed in uh, in buildings that were maybe eight or ten stories high, and it is just See forever. flat. Yes. Like staying in Odessa. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's more like, okay, this has been farmed, and this has been farmed for a long time, so there's trees right here. But Build a fence, there's going to be trees right. grow. Southern Indiana, like around, uh, shit, where's Purdue at? Can't remember. But anyway, that southern part. Very much more like rolling. These are old forests, but there's some terrain to some right, topography right. to well, it. Yeah, because you're getting down into You're getting close Missouri. to the, yeah, to that part. And, and Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. So that's much more. So it's like, even though it's not that long of a state, it's mm-hmm. very different depending right. on what's there. I, I don't know. I had never read that. I would, I would think that maybe Chicago, uh, Illinois, probably definitely. Although I know there's parts of Illinois that have, you know who we need to talk to? Valley Butcher. Okay. That's his part of the world. That's his part of the world. Okay. Yeah. That's who but I remember need to reading that to. several years ago, and I can't remember which one of those two states it was. And I was like, huh, I didn't realize that. Because that, when I think of Indiana, I think of. You think flat. John Cougar Mellon Camp, <clears throat> turkey and chicken farms. Right. And flat and corn. Yeah. And that certainly fits around that Indianapolis part. Okay. But that southern part, like you said, is getting more into the Ozark type thing. Right. You get down into, starting to dip down into Missouri and Kentucky there. Because when I went to uh, to go to Nationals to dance old style Lakota, that was at Purdue that year. And I was very, that was the first time I'd ever been to Indiana. I was like, wow, this is really pretty, you know, mm-hmm. just from a farmland, you know, like, Here's pastures, everything, but everything is wooded around it. You right. know, it's not just, oh, this is a fence row. They're like, there's woods behind this. Right, right. And I was kind of surprised. And I think there's southern Illinois is probably like that, too. Right, probably but, still is. But, man, when you get up to that Chicago range, I up think it gets... north of Indianapolis? Uh, yeah, I think it's... Well, I think it's like Glacier Flat. Gotcha. And then I think you get... I'm sure there's not that much woods. Although I could be wrong. I don't know. I... I don't have a whole lot of... I've been to Illinois just to go to Chicago and to cut over, like we were talking earlier, from St. Louis to East St. Louis. So that's not a real good representation. I've never uh, spent time exploring Illinois. We need to ask the Polynesian. Now that he's out picking apples and shit. Right. Doing Illinois stuff. Yuppie Illinois stuff. Get this. Years ago, I was at a conference. I was staying in a hotel. I was eating down in the or at the Mexican food place next to the across the parking lot from this hotel. Okay, is that Taco Bell? No, it was an actual little Mexican restaurant. Okay. This is down in Westlaco. Okay, down by McAllen. Right. So far, far down. Okay. Right. And there's this guy sitting there eating, and I can tell he's not from Texas. Uh-huh. So I make. He looks like uh, Ned Flanders. Gotcha, Hadley Ho. Is exactly, I mean, it's exactly what he looks like. And uh, so I strike up a conversation with the guy, and as soon as he talks, I can tell he's definitely not from Texas. Right. Well, he works for a RV manufacturer, and this is in January down in Westlaco. Well, you got all these snowbirds sure. from up north down there. 
Well, he's down there. And I never have understood that. Yeah, why the shit go, the, why go to the to beach go, or something, Yeah, go man. someplace that's... Well, it's down in the valley, close I, to the valley. And I know. And there's, I guess, old people like that shit. I don't know. Wow. Anyway, and, go ahead. Uh, so anyway, needless to say, because of all these snowbirds, there's lots of RV sales stuff down there. So right. he's down there doing making sales calls and that kind of stuff. And I get to talking with him, and he tells me about, he tells me all about RVs, more than I ever really wanted to know about RVs and their electrical and plumbing, mm-hmm. engineering, and all that kind of stuff. Sounds like a just a great dude to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, he was just full of information. Well, then he talks, tells me about his uh, his boat that he has, and because uh, he's really into recreation, outdoor recreation, him and his family. And uh, he's like, really, where where do you have your where do you live? Where you, he was from Indiana. He was from Indiana, and uh, so what? You got a big lake you're close to? He's like, oh yeah, it's a real big lake. It's, it's Lake Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you live in Indiana? He's like, yeah. Kind of smiling at me. I said, I didn't know Indiana touched one of the Great Lakes. And he leaned over to me. He says, very few people realize that. <laughs> and then he pulled out his phone and he pulls up a map. And there's like a yeah, it's a, just a little. 30 or 40 mile right. section of Indiana that goes up to the lake. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. Yep. I've, Good I've, for you, buddy. I have not driven on the shore, but I've certainly cut across from Kalamazoo over to Chicago. And that's yeah, that little part Just there. A little section that touches the lake. I was like, huh, I did not know that. John Mellencamp never sang about Great Lake Michigan. No, no, that was that he, he didn't want to step onto Gordon Lightfoot's territory. I was going to say, that's just where I was going, right? He had no Edmund Fitzgerald songs. Fuck, that's a good song. Yes, it is a good song. I, I'm i a Gordon Lightfoot supporter. Man, I've tried that and Sundown, and I don't... I, I've never vested much time in anything other than those two songs. Yeah. You know, uh, Ty sent us a text earlier saying that we should... Make the other two review albums that are outside that one of us would pick, and then the other two would have to that are outside our normal right. comfort zone. And I got to thinking about that, um, and I haven't responded back to him, right? Because um, I've been thinking about it. And yeah. what better way to respond back to him than us talking about him, right? Exactly. That's what he gets for not being here. I think it would be amusing for like something like if he and he's more of the rap. Well, yeah, it had to be something that we like that. Maybe the other yeah, two. Yeah, one don't. of us likes, right. and then. For me and you, that'd be hard. I think that would be hard for you and I to pull something. I mean, it could happen, but. Yeah, well, it, there is some stuff that you like that I do not and, care and for. And vice versa. Right. But it's still not that far out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas he would be more likely to come at us with a, a left hook of, you know, making us listen right. to something. I don't know. I, yeah, that that might be an interesting I don't exercise. know. I don't know how it would play. You know, how right. it would be. Right. If it, I mean, we can try it and yeah. see what happens. I'll try anything once. That's what. I'll try anything twice. That's, just to make sure I don't. Right. That my first decision was That's sound. how you were. That's why you were talking to the RV guy at a random Mexican food restaurant exactly. in the valley. Sure. Just to, just to try it, you know? Exactly. You're out of town, wheels right. up, ring off. Isn't that how it goes? You never know. <laughs> Me and Ned Flanders. Over a plate of enchiladas. Tapping tapping underneath the stall. Right. I think we're probably at a at a point where we don't have enough time to really get into the we're getting old talk. Uh yes. So Oh, I got one did, little story okay. though. All right. I put this in my notes too. I think I texted y'all about this. Or might not uh, yeah, I, I told you just to remind, remind me to tell you, you yes. my turkey story. Okay. All right. One day, get home from work. Here in the suburbs, walk into the house. My garage door opener doesn't work, so I have. But I'm wanting to get something out of the garage to do something in my car. So I walk through the front door, come around, open the garage door, walk outside. My car's parked in the driveway, and this big ass bird. I think it's a buzzard at first. Like comes flying over my car, Mm -hmm. lands in the driveway, and I look at it. That's a damn turkey. A wild turkey. A wild turkey. Okay. And I walk out in the driveway. And you hadn't been drinking wild turkey. No. 
walk out in the driveway. It walks off into the yard, kind of trotting mm-hmm. all nervously, as turkeys will do. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's a damn turkey. And he kind of looks at me. and Well, I look over at my neighbors two doors down, husband and wife and the two kids had just gotten out of their car. And they're standing there looking at it. And they're not from Texas, I don't think. They don't have a slate out trying to and, uh, trying to scratch it over. They're standing there looking at it. And the only th- these these are the words that I can muster because I'm shocked that there's a yeah I mean that's not what turkey. you expect. These are the words that come out of my mouth. I look at them and I say, "Is that y'all's turkey?" <laughs> and the guy looks at me with this confused face and says, "No." And I said, "Huh?" So I'm getting my phone, trying to take a picture of the turkey. He runs in over to my neighbor's front yard and around the corner of the house. So I'm like, okay, I got him hemmed up here. Right. I get a good picture of him. He's around the corner of my neighbor's house. Turkey hops up on the privacy fence and flies into his backyard. I was like, well, shit. Now what? I mean, start climbing fences, you'll get shot. Yeah, so that's not a. I backed off at that point in time. But so anyway, I'm working on my car, and about 30 minutes later, neighbor pulls up. And I was like, you're not going to believe this, but your turkey's back. But a turkey just flew over the fence into your backyard. And he looked at me with a very confused right. look, and he said, just what you did. A wild turkey? I said, yeah, wild turkey, man. And it was gone by then. I don't know, it flew over into another night. Yeah, I'm sure it kept on trucking. And, uh, you know, it's... It had to have come from that green belt, this field over here. I mean, it's about 500 acres right. of wheat and woods. But you know, and, I mean... Uh, it's not that I haven't ever seen a, a turkey around here. I mean, in this part of the state, right? But I've never seen one in the. I've never seen one in the suburbs. Obviously, right. I don't spend any time in the suburbs except here. But even in all of our running around the North Texas region, mm-hmm. it's I could count on one hand the number of turkeys I've seen, right? Or instances, I should say, yeah. let alone just. A random single turkey. It's weird out there at my parents. I've never seen a turkey on their place. Right. I've seen them across the creek. Okay. My neighbor's place. And I've seen them about half a mile down the dirt road. Right. You know, big flocks of them running yeah, around. Yeah, usually a, it's usually a flock. But I've it's never not... never seen one on mom and dad. never seen That's sign of one. Yeah. And I don't know if the hogs chased them off. I guess. Yeah, I, I can't I imagine know. that the hogs have been good for uh, for turkey reproduction. For turkey reproduction, right? But anyway, I was just I found that amusing. No, that's that's very amusing. That I look at my neighbor and say, "Is that y'all's turkey?" And I would think if you had moved here from somewhere else, you wouldn't even know that the possibility of turkeys right. even existed. Right. Much like they probably didn't realize that the possibility of hogs ever existed either. Right. And I still am blown away with as many creeks and little green belt areas that there as there are in this one two three fourth tier suburb right that hogs don't come they got to be coming whipping you never see sign of them well they got to be coming i i have seen dead hog as far south as on 75 i've seen it on around anna yeah so I haven't seen between Anna and McKinney yet, right? But I've definitely seen them at Anna, right? So they're oh, I mean, I know they've got to be here, yeah. Right? If they're not, and especially they're in these cre- on all the these door. creek bottoms and stuff, yeah. And well, I was and what the yeah. city does, and it's a good idea instead of uh, like all the like the, a lot of the parks and bike trails, walking trails, big uh, soccer fields, that kind of stuff. They'll build them in the floodplains along the creeks because you can't use that yeah, for you're not gonna residential or anything yeah, sure. like that. And uh, and so there's uh, you know these undisturbed creek bed areas that I mean stretch way up into the country. You need to be looking for a gator. Could be. That's what you need to still be looking for. Yeah. Next time you disappear, I'm going to assume. You gator got me. Either got you or you're going deep. In hot pursuit, in hot of, pursuit a gator. of a gator. Because, you know, we had a, a gator. Uh, there's been gators. You know, we've always heard about gators on the red. Right. Although I've never seen one myself. One of my old n- killed one about 
four miles north in a pond. I saw a picture. I mean, I saw yeah, the freaking no, gate, and I was like, what? And I know he's got a deer lease out there. Right. And that's what he was doing is he had found He said, I saw this thing last year. And wasn't. And I knew that's what it was. Yeah. He said, but I didn't tell anybody because I knew nobody didn't believe me, and I couldn't get a shot at it. And so. uh What are the game laws about shooting a gator on your own? Well, the game warden wasn't real happy with him. Right. Because it's not you're not supposed to shoot them yeah. there because we don't. But you'll notice in the new, I was looking at this one night. I think, I think that area you are allowed to gator hunt now. You have, oh. to have a gator tag. It's yeah. I don't because I've always you know wondered. Like I know I know there was an incident in a town up in the nine hundred three where there was a gator in the park. Yeah, you know, and that was a big deal. And there was debate about how it got there. Right, you know. It'd come off the red. Probably. Yeah. That's still a long way. Right. For that, especially for that park and where, I mean, there's, yeah. it, there's stuff that feeds into it, but the stuff that feeds into it isn't from the red. Well, that's true. So yeah. that was kind of a, a mystery. Somebody's but, pet that got turned well, loose. Well, that was, a, that was brought up, but, uh, I've always wondered, obviously, out of all of the quote unquote game animals in Texas, the gator is your truly most dangerous one. Oh, yeah. So what? Where I and there's no doubt there's a difference, especially if you're on your own land. I was taking care of this as a safety thing. Yeah, I think on your own land that there's obviously maybe. Uh, some, well, I don't even. But yeah, then I don't know. I don't know because you could definitely say, well, it was trying to get my dog, right, or trying to get my kid. I shot this big buck <clears throat> out of season with no license because it was chasing my dog in my yeah, backyard. I think that's you're gonna have. I think you're gonna have trouble with that. Yeah, that's not gonna carry weight. Your buck. You know, I'm not going to eat your right Fido. I'll tell you another one that's, and I've heard people in this same type of people I'd imagine have seen Bigfoot, but uh, black bear. Yeah. They're right across the river. Yeah, I know. What keeps those little bastards from wading across? Especially when it's, and when uh, they're not generating out of Texoma. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's got to be some, especially when you get over further east. Yeah, in the towards Clarksville and, that, right. and then towards I'd Texarkana. Say, I'd say between Clarksville, Decab, Texarkana, yep. there, there's, I would think there'd be some over I, there. I would, too. I would yeah. think so. But just, you know, just north of Paris up at Antlers. I mean, you can you can bear hunt up there. Yeah. You know, so. And you can cook meth and. Marry you your sister. Marry your sister and grow uh, weed in between the, the trees after warehousers planted after a year or two. Yep. Sure. A lot of things you can do in antlers. That's true. That's true. Maybe talk to an ex-postman. Yeah. Trade him in wampum. Talk to him about... <laughs> I still love that joke about uh, that he told us about how he had... Uh, or the story that he told us. Remember that about how he didn't know Choctaw? And he was going out with the old girl, and she kept yelling, Wahoo, Wahoo. I don't remember this. So the story as he told it to us was he didn't speak Choctaw. He was Native American. I don't remember what tribe he... He's Cherokee, Is he Cherokee? Yeah. And he was going out with a girl, a Choctaw girl, and he started getting down to business with her, and she started yelling, Wahoo, Wahoo. And he the next day he asked his Choctaw buddy, what does Wahoo mean, Choctaw? He's like, wrong hole. Oh shit! <laughs> and of course, he told uh, us that as his story, not as a joke. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Wahoo doesn't mean anything in Choctaw. Uh, but if we have any Choctaw listeners, you can verify or deny that. So, right. well, I think that's a good stopping point. And if you'd like to tell us your jokes involving anything like that, or your ancestry DNA, or Valley Butcher, you want to weigh in on the yes, uh, topography of of Illinois or Indiana? Let us in on that, and we appreciate that. Because he's from Indiana, right? I thought he was from Illinois. Or was it so, Iowa? No, he's not from Iowa. Not, Somebody's from Iowa. I got some, I, I mean, if we want to talk Iowa, I've got a, Mrs. Gustav has got an uncle and aunt up there. We can talk to them. Is your uncle, your crazy uncle in Kansas, is he still alive? No, he's been, uh, he's a cousin. That was my oh yeah cousin. That was my dad's first cousin. No, nah, he's been dead for uh, good fifteen years or so. Has he? Yeah, 
He was an interesting dude. He was an interesting dude. Uh, one I of met those, him twice. Yeah, I think. one of those ones that had so much potential, and just kind of. I mean, maybe uh, if I remember the story right, I think like eventually on the outs with his wife and daughters, and like living in a boarding house type situation. Really, you know, very yeah, just kind of. Adios but that it. side of the families, they're well, you know, they're not like me. Put it that way. <laughs> so we don't really deal too much with them anymore. Yeah. Once my once my great aunts passed away, that was pretty much that was it. That was it. Yeah. And it's okay. You know, huh? that's fine with me. That's way it goes. Uh, on other side of the family, my dad's mom's side. You know, I've still got a couple of great aunts that are still with us, and really. Yeah, uh, and I, I do like them, and <laughs> of course grew up with them because my they were so close to my you know all those sisters were very close. But we had a, a get together at one of my great aunt's house maybe about four or five years ago, and my kids are like, "Why didn't you ever tell us we had all these these relatives?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, you know, they live a long uh, way away because her uh, my aunt Pat." Her boys went to the oil business and were in Kenya and oh, wow. North Scotland and you know in yeah. Russia and all this stuff after the fall, you know all these places. And back then, you could go like when they were like in, from Texas originally. They're from Texas, okay. yeah, from our place. They're really, just, they're probably fifteen years older than me. Huh. Okay. Uh, and they. Uh, Went to tech and then they got into the mm-hmm. oil business, the engineering side, not wildcatting. Okay. You know, right, they were right. high up. In fact, one of them real high up still. But when they were in, when one of them and his family were in Kenya, they could fly anywhere they wanted to in Europe for vacation. Wow. But you couldn't come home. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you want to go to Switzerland? Go to Switzerland. Right. You can't go to the U.S. Yeah. So that was like very limited when they could come back. Now, yeah. I think that they could send the kids over, the grandkids over to my great aunt, mm-hmm. and she could, you know, for tax purposes. I think it was partly tax, but I think partly it was we don't want you getting homesick because, okay. like, when they were in Kenya, they're in an armed compound, uh, yeah. and you know, you didn't go anywhere without the guards and stuff. So, obviously, when they were in like Scotland and stuff, a different situation, but. Even then, it was limited when you could go back to the states. Right, you had to stay in that area. Now they yeah. had to kick it. You know, here they are skiing in the Alps. You right, know, but can't that's go, not northeast come, Texas. Can't come back to northeast Texas. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh, so Valley Butcher, let us know. Let us know how far off we are because we have been wrong before a couple of times, once or twice. And if you've got any ancestry DNA uh, stories, let us know. And I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Dad Johnson was a man. Yes, a big man. With an eye like an eagle and as tall as a mountain was he. From the goonskin cap on the top of old Dan to the heel of his rawhide shoe. The rippinest, roaringest, fightingest man the frontier ever knew. Big man, and he fought for America to make all Americans free. What a boom, what a doer, what a dream come a truer. What a boom, what a doer, what a dream come a truer was he. What you got? I got me a jerk. And world-class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salley. Good night from Dallas, Texas.
it was never easy for me. I was born a poor black child. I remember the days sitting on the porch with my family, singing and dancing down in Mississippi.